Don't look back because the market's closed. Good Tuesday afternoon, everybody. This is Kip Herridge with your daily VRE Investing Podcast. We're going to tell you in just a couple of minutes what happened in the markets today, but then we're going to tell you more importantly what's going to happen going forward using the VRE Investing System as our guide. Again, not to be a broken record for those who have been joining us here, but we have been a broken record. Uh, we've been uh, very cautious on this market beginning uh, just over two weeks ago, and uh, the reasons were – at least uh, as we saw it, using our uh, investing system, we're pretty clear. Very seasonally weak period, second half of September, first half of October. Uh, We saw some uh, degradation in our VRA investing system uh, uh, parameters. We have 12 proprietary screens, eight fundamental, four technical. Those have started to degrade. We, as as it closed today, we are now down to 8 out of 12 screens bullish. We were 10 out of 12 screens bullish going into uh, middle of September. And really what that means more than anything is we're still in bullish territory. We still uh, are medium to long-term bullish, but short-term we are very cautious. And, uh, you know, we saw in the action today, let's, let's tell you what happened in the markets today. We'll get into a few, few more details. So a lot of interesting things happening here. Uh, the market's really closed at the lows of the day. This is called the Smart Money Hour. Uh, the professionals really don't pay much attention whatsoever to how the market opens. But what you don't want to see is what's been happening. This has been happening now every day for the last, really for the last two weeks, where we've seen a, strong, a higher open. And then throughout the day, the market begins to break down, and then we close near the lows. This has been a pattern, a repeating pattern. This is exactly the opposite of what you want to see if you're bullish. Again, we are medium to long term. Short term, not the case. Uh, and we saw it again today. Market was up 120 points, and then boom, here came the ISM manufacturing numbers, uh, which came in in contraction mode again for the second month in a row with a reading of 47.1 versus estimate of 50. Uh, that really that, that took the markets down quickly. We were up 120 points on the Dow at that point. We ended up closing down 343 points. Dow closed at 26,000. 573, now about 800 points away from all-time high territory, closing down 1.3%. Our loser on the day, uh, a group that we're short actually, is the Russell 2000 small caps, closed down right at 2% today. Pretty big drop, uh, closing at 1493. That was our biggest loser. And then both the S&P 500 uh, and uh, NASDAQ closed down right at 1.1 to 1.2%. S&P 500 down really cracked below some what had been pretty solid support at 29.60, closed at 29.40, uh, down 36 handles today, and the NASDAQ was down a big 90 points today. So you got, to, so again, some real internal issues happening in this market. Uh, the things I've already covered, uh, kind of the breakdown of the internals, uh, seasonally weak period. Of course, we've got, you know, investors have not forgotten what happened in the fourth quarter of last year. October, November, December of 2018, the market fell a huge 22%, of course, uh, culminating in the in the worst uh, December since the Great Depression. So that's still fresh in investors' minds. This is not the start you want to get off to if you're a bull. Yesterday, we had uh, window dressing ending the th- uh, third quarter. This morning at the open, we had pension dollars being invested for day one. Uh, we should get somewhat of a bounce in the morning, assuming things don't fall apart. Because, again, first couple of days of the quarter, you get a lot of money flowing into stocks. But, again, it's not how you open. It's how you close. You close at the lows of the day. Not what you want to see uh, ever, really, If you're again, if you're bullish. Let's talk about the internals here a minute. The internals were uh, pretty horrid 
Uh, these are the worst internals that we've now seen in, uh, in about three and a half weeks. Uh, advanced decline, uh, three to one negative. Uh, volume was uh, six to one negative on the New York Stock Exchange. Again, not good numbers. NASDAQ was a little better. NASDAQ was just two to one negative. And the semiconductors actually were only down eight-tenths of one percent today. Zach, it's good to see the semis lead. It's good to see that the NASDAQ held up somewhat. So, um, uh, you know, our, our views are that once we get out of the first couple weeks of October, you know, let's get people bearish again. People went very quickly. Investors went very quickly from extreme bearishness, which they were in August, back to greed, which we were last week. So um, we want to shake out that, that, uh, the, the weak hands. All those investors that just came in off the sidelines, thought the coast was clear, they were going to have a great fourth quarter, we want to get them scared and out of the markets because sentiment is such an important part of investing and uh, the flows of the markets up and down. And, uh, and again, that's a, also a big part of what the VR investing system is based off of. Uh, we've seen a, a slowdown in, uh, in share buybacks uh, throughout the year, really. And, of course, right now, a lot of those buybacks are on hold, period, because there's a, uh, a blackout period for share buybacks heading into earnings. So we've got this lull period of really another couple, three weeks before earnings really start to be released for the third quarter. And, you know, it's important we see those as being good earnings uh, so we can get this year in rally kicked off in style. Again, we want to see people get bearish first. Um, what else in the internals today do we see? Uh, again, cross the board negative. 52-week highs and lows were also negative. So advanced decline, volume, 52-week highs and lows, all negative today. Worst internals in quite some time. Also, in our sector analysis, all 11 S&P 500 sectors were lower. There was no bright spot today. Uh, led on the downside by industrials down 2.4%. Materials down 2.3%. Energy also down 2.3%. And the transports and the small caps. Let's talk a minute about these. So important. Uh, to uh, these two groups, in our opinion, number one, because they've been beat, beaten up badly all year long. Transports now with this 2.3% uh, drop today are now back below the all-important 200-day moving average. Same thing with the small caps. Russell 2000 was down 2% today as well. Now it's also back below its 200-day moving average. Uh, the volatility index, the VIX, was up 13% uh, today. Uh, the VIX closed today at 18.55. Uh, That's that's, that's not a whole lot of fear. Uh, we believe that the, on this move lower, uh, we'll, we'll, we believe we'll see a VIX get to in the 30 range. Uh, because, and we're writing about this for our clients tomorrow, I'll kind of give you a, a kind of sneak preview. Trump has a binary choice to make here with, with China. If you've been following us and maybe following on Twitter or reading our blog, you know, we've been talking about this. And, you know, China is a, they're a lawless country. If they, their accounting system is fraudulent, completely corrupt, and they don't even have to submit to U.S. accounting principles, which is unbelievable. So their their stocks that trade here, we're talking about about two trillion dollars worth of Chinese securities that trade in the United States, do not have to go through the same accounting or audit procedures. That every other company, every other most most every other country, certainly every large country, has to go to in order to trade in the United States as an ADR or American Depository receipt. Uh, they do this through some very crafty uh, uh, accounting done in the Cayman Islands, 
This was approved as part of a, an MOU when they were uh, back in 2013, actually, that allowed them to do this. And the thinking at the time was, you know what? Look, China is growing rapidly. They can be a big player in the U.S. economy, and uh, we'll 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 get them there. You know, we'll work with them on their accounting procedures and their their uh, their their uh, requirements to abide by the same rules that every other company that trades in the U.S. has to. Let's give them a little time. Well. It's no accident, folks, that our presidents, uh, uh, starting with Bill Clinton, George Bush, Barack Obama, all got obscenely wealthy during this time. We'd love to get a look at their offshore accounts because that's where that Chinese money is stashed. That's our view, not an accusation, only our allegation. Uh, and uh, probably unfounded, but, you know, look, you watch what China has been allowed to get away with before Trump became president, and it's just startling. So we're not at all surprised that the global economy is weakened because so much of the air is being taken out of the China bubble. Uh, and by the way, if you haven't seen the China hustle, that's a must watch. You'll get a much better sense of what we're talking about here. Or watch one of the new Kyle Bass interviews. Tyler talked about this, this yesterday. Just uh, stunning facts that most Americans really don't have much of a clue about. And why would you? You would think you could just trust you know, our system. And our rules, and you think the SEC would require these rules to apply to everybody, and they just don't. So, the binary choice that China ha that, that Trump has is to, uh, as China prepares to come in on October the 10th for trade meetings, does he go ahead and say, "Okay, we're going to get some kind of a tentative deal done, then uh, we'll get the markets rocking and rolling again, and then once I win re-election, then I can really drop the hammer and force them." to play by the same rules as everybody else. Or the other binary choice is does Trump do what he's pretty much done from day one, which is ignore the politics of it all and the political consequences and just drop the hammer now. This is the uncertainty in the markets, at least a part of it. And again, the, uh, the ISM numbers today certainly didn't help with that. Uh, finally today, our commodity watch. Uh, oil today closed down 51 cents a barrel at 53.56. Uh, gold was uh, up 14.50 an ounce, closing at 14.87 or 1%. Silver was up a much bigger 1.9% at 17.32, and that's up about 32 cents an ounce. And uh, Bitcoin closed today up 60, is trading at up 68 dollars of Bitcoin, and that is uh, trading right now at 8,324. And again, if you've been joining us here on our blog, Twitter, etc., etc., etc. You know that uh, we recognized this some time ago. For the last three-plus years now, Bitcoin has been the single best risk-on, risk-off signal indicator for equities that there is. There is a very interesting relationship, and Bitcoin is led by about a week on average, both up and down, up and down. It's happened for, on four occasions, all major moves, and it started again recently with the decline from $12,000. That almost marked about three days or, uh, uh, earlier then the, uh, the, the breakdown in our markets began. So we are watching Bitcoin to see if it can go five for five. A, a, a very interesting repeating pattern is happening with Bitcoin and, uh, and, and U.S. and global equities. So uh, something to watch. All right, folks, again, my name is Kip Harridge. We'd love to have you come join us for two free weeks at VRAinsider.com. VRAinsider.com. Find out how we beat the markets year in, year out. This would mark 16 to 17 years that we've beaten the S&P 500 and our closest bogey, which is the uh, Russell 2000. We're up uh, our, our performance this year now sits at 
over our primary bogey. Come and join us and check it out for two free weeks. Again, VRAinsider.com. I hope you uh, had a good day. Have a great night. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.